Thanks for listening to this teaching from City of Life Church. Check out www.col.tv for more great teachings, service times, and information on upcoming events. Now, let's join the service already in progress. Our text is Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. I use the message uh, translation for our text for the overall series because I love the, the particular word that he uses here. Uh, Galatians 5.22 says this, but what happens when we live God's way? He brings gifts into our lives, much the same way that fruit appears in an orchard. I'm going to talk to you this week, part two, our series called Orchard. Today is called Fake Fruit. Fake Fruit. Father, thank you so much for your presence today. Holy Spirit, we invite you to come into the middle of this moment, this church service, Lord, and just energize everything that is being said. Give it life. Lord, our words don't have the ability to pierce anything or to change anything. But Lord, your Holy Spirit has eternal power. So Holy Spirit, make hope come alive in people's hearts. Lord, as they hear these words, give them hope that they can live this kind of life that you've called them to live and do it effectively. We believe for miracles, supernatural things to happen right now. We pray for our nation, for the world. Holy Spirit, we pray that you would just cause healing to take place all over the world. Right now, in Jesus' name, people that are sick. Lord, we pray you would give wisdom to our communities. Lord, to know how to navigate through these difficult times, Lord. Give us wisdom as a church to know how to continue to reach people and live for you the way that you've called us to live and shine as an example for your kingdom. And Help me preach today, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, uh, you know, oh, who we got? Oh, hey, we got the hallelujah wall. Let's go. Hallelujah wall. How y'all feeling today? Everyone feeling good back there? OK, love you guys, man. That's a strong that's a strong group right there. You ready to you ready to raise a hallelujah today? Ready for some amens and praise the Lord's? OK, all right. I'm feeling good. That hallelujah wall gets me fired up back there. OK, so so uh, up here on the stage today, we've got, got some great, I mean, some of my best friends are people that are part of our church. Uh, that's one of the things I miss about church is that I, I cannot believe this has been a very revealing time about how close Amy and I, my family are, to just all the people in our church. It's our favorite people in the world. It's people that we do life with. But uh, up here on the stage, you had Cassie over here. You had Pastor, Pastor Cassie, Pastor Mahdi. Uh, you got Yuli and Hank. And right here, this, this lady that was standing right here, Mahdi, uh, she's, she's awesome. Her and her husband, Anthony, are, are fantastic. And they tell this, she tells this really funny story about one time she was over at Anthony's mom's house and I think that they were dating at the time and she's sitting there at the table and everyone's just kind of talking and they're all just sort of watching her and she reaches over to the middle of the table and out of a bowl and grabs an apple. Everyone's just kind of talking and, you know, just sort of watching or whatever and everyone is just looking at her and then all of a sudden she takes a bite out of this apple and, and, and then yells and is like, wah! And everyone just starts dying laughing. She bit a fake apple. I love that story. Marty bit a fake apple. That is, that's almost, you can, almost can't even make something like that up. It's hilarious. It looked so real. It looked so real that she bit it. Marty was hungry. Marty is hungry. How do you say apple in men, Mendo, not Mendo, Manzana? Manzana. She ate the, the fake manzana. She ate the fake manzana. She took a bite out of it. Anthony's mom had to go probably get a new piece of fake fruit because she chomped it. 
I would have kept it as a, as a token of the future uh, to know how passionate Madi is when she was in, you know, in the sun. She's going to take a bite of that fake fruit. But it, fake things can really fool us sometimes. I've got another story for you. This, this, is, this is straight up embarrassing. I'm going to tell you right now. Not, not a fine moment for me, but I was pretty young. I, I, was, I think I was in my early 20s. And um, I, there was this, okay, for those of you that are OG from Osceola County, there used to be this place that was real popular back in the day. It was called Mill Creek Mall. Anybody up in here? I mean, there's only like five people here. Anybody remember Mill Creek Mall? Okay, so Mill Creek Mall, it had a Bell's. That's like the closest thing we had back in the day to a department store up in here. It had like a Bell's. It had like a Baskin Robbins, stuff like that. So this is like a long time ago. So I'm, I'm at Mill Creek Mall, and they had this little covered walkway from the parking lot to Bell's. And so I had gone to Bell's to get something. I can't remember what it was. I don't know, like flip-flops or something. And I'm walking in there, and I see this enormous owl. Now, yo, owls, I'm just going to tell you this right now. I don't know if you've ever seen an owl. Them, them jokers is huge. They are, they are gargantuan creatures. I mean, they're just like, they're huge. And this owl is sitting up there in the rafters. This thing, I'm looking like, I want to call animal control. It's scary. It freaked me out. It's just like right there. It's like 10 feet above me. So what do I do? I come back to the church. I don't even even know cell phone. I ain't had no cell phone. I didn't have a cell phone yet. I come back to the church and I get my dad. I'm like, Dad, there's this owl. And and he's in a meeting or something. I'm like, Dad, there's this owl. You ever seen an owl, Dad? He's like, yeah, I've seen an owl. I was was like, but have you ever seen a huge? He's like, well, I ain't never seen one that big. I said, well, you're going to come see this owl because I'm walking through this thing and this owl is looking this way. All of a sudden, when I turn around, it turned its head around backward and it looked at me. And he goes, oh, he goes, let's go see it. So I, I take my, you know, I get my dad, we drive down to the Mill Creek Mall and we get out and we go there and I, I point up to that owl. He goes, my God, son, that thing is huge. I said, yeah, it is. I said, look at it. He goes, well, look at it. It's just sitting there. It ain't even moving. I said, no, it's not moving. I said, but be careful. I said, because that thing turned around and looked at me. He goes, well, hold on for a minute. Is that a wire? I go, what, what do you mean is that a wire? And, and we started getting closer to it, and we get up to it. He goes, son, that, that ain't even a real owl. And he looks at the owl and points out to me, to my horror, it's a fake owl. He, and he looks at me and goes, it turned around and looked at you. <laughs> It turned around and looked at you. And my, my face got, so I was like, okay, well, maybe, maybe it didn't turn around and look at it. But the, the, yeah, the story was a little bigger than what actually happened. So not my finest moment, but isn't it interesting how sometimes something that is fake can totally convince you uh, that it's real. And that's, I'm going to get to that in, in just a second. But on the subject of, of fruit, let, let that thought kind of sink in just for a minute about the fact that there's the real thing and then there's substitutes or fake things that appear to be real. So if you missed last week, just kind of a brief recap would be this. There are text scripture in Galatians 5 that says that our life is supposed to look like a fruit bearing orchard. An orchard is a piece of land that's planted with fruit trees. And it's a beautiful, I think that's a really beautiful word uh, a good description of what we want our lives to look like. 
so, so where this comes from is in Galatians 5, Paul is talking to this group of people that he has won to Christ, this church, that didn't know anything about God, and they were living free, they were following Jesus, excited to move forward and live this new life that God had called them to live, but some religious people came along and said, it's not good enough to just be free in Christ, but you have to adapt these old rules that Jesus actually did away with because he fulfilled them all. You're going to have to start doing all these old things again. So Paul points out in Galatians 5 that this rigid, legalistic life will never fulfill you. Living a life where you feel like you do everything right and earn everything produces all of these fake attributes. Are you following me? This life of religion and, and earning everything produces these fake attributes of love, these fake attributes of joy, these fake attributes of peace. And then he says, and you've got to be careful because those of you that are not living this legalistic life, you come over, and over here on the other side, instead of being legalistic, you become lawless. So the tendency is to, to either try to earn your way into God's grace by doing everything right or just to ignore everything about the Lord and just go, well, grace covers everything I do. I'll, I'll hang out with whoever I want. I'll sleep with whoever I want. I'll drink whatever I want as much as I want, go anywhere I want. And you just become this, you live this lawless kind of life. And so last week I was pointing out that the mistake is for us to think that we got to find the balance between this totally grace saturated life, which that's not even what it is. It's, it's abusing grace is what it is. And then over here, find the, the balance between the legalistic life of never doing anything wrong. We think we've got to walk this line and find the place in the middle, but it's none of those things. What Paul is actually saying is that there's a different life that has nothing to do with legalism or lawlessness. And it's not on this plane. It's above this plane. It is the spirit life. Somebody say, somebody on the hallelujah wall say the spirit life. Amen. Somebody watching at home say, I want to live the spirit life. And see what, what Paul talks about is he says, when you attempt to live by your own religious plans and projects, you're cut off from Christ and you actually fall out of grace. He says what matters is something far more interior, faith expressed in love. So what he's saying is that trying to earn your way into God's graces is self-interest. It's self-absorbed. And then he comes over here and he says, it's absolutely clear that God has called you to live a free life. Just make sure that you don't use this freedom as an excuse to do anything you want and destroy your freedom. Rather, use your freedom to serve one another in love. That's how freedom grows. So what is he saying? He's saying both of these lives are extremely self-centered. And that the spirit life is never centered in self. It's always expressed in love. Somebody say, I want to express love. Come on, somebody say, I want to express love through the power of the Holy Spirit. So the answer for all these things, the remedy for law enforcers and rule rejectors is love. No, neither of these things work. So Paul offers a different solution. He says, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the, the flesh. And so today, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of look at 
a little bit of a different text. And I'm going to ask you to go here and read it yourself. Okay, I'm going to read it right now, but I'm going to read the whole passage to you. Romans 8, 1 through 17. It's so powerful. Why? Because it talks about this spirit life that's up here. Who wants to live this spirit life? If you do, raise your hand or type amen in Facebook or whatever platform you're on. Remember, you got to be engaged today. You got to be liking, you got to be commenting, you got to be sharing, you got to be hosting Holy Ghost watch parties, you got to be doing all that kind of stuff because that's the only way we can connect as a church. You can't be quiet. If you're typing hallelujah, then type hallelujah. If, if, you, if you speak Spanish, just say it in your head with a, with a Spanish accent hallelujah. We need some hallelujahs up in here. We need some amen up in here. We need some amen and amen. All that stuff right there. We got to get crunk in the chat stuff today. All right, because that, that's how it's got to be. YouTube, wherever you watch on, let's get fired up, okay? So here we go, Romans chapter 8. It says, therefore, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free. From the law of sin and death. Come on, that deserves an amen right there. For what the law was powerless to do, because it was weakened by the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering. And he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteousness, the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us who do not live according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. Somebody say, I don't live according to the flesh. Come on, I don't live according to the flesh, period. I just don't anymore. Why? Jesus rescued me from that old way of life. If you're sitting there going, well, I'm, I'm arguing with my spouse and I'm mad and I'm angry and I'm not making what I was making a month ago. When's this guy going to talk about something relevant? This is relevant. Why? Because it's internally and spiritually what's underneath all of that stuff. We have to get down to the root of what's happening in our lives. It's causing us to hit the same walls over and over again. And I promise you, Paul is onto something powerful here when he tells us that there is a spirit life. That if we settle for this life in the flesh and we do not live the spirit life that God has called us to live, we're going to run into the same problem. Come on, look at somebody next to you and say, stop doing things that don't work. Come on, put your hand on your heart and say, stop doing things that don't work. Verse 5 of Romans 8 says, those who live according to the flesh have their mind set on what the flesh desires. Did you hear that? Whoever lives according to the flesh, you got your mind set on what the flesh desires. You know that mode you get in where all you can think about is the flesh. I mean, there are times if you're not careful and you're not living a spirit empowered life that whatever is on your schedule or whatever you've been dwelling on, that's the first thing on your mind when you get out of bed. I wonder if I lost another pound today. That's the first thought you think in your head. Or I wonder if those cookies are still in there from last night. <laughs> I mean, you're saying, oh, oh, what about you? You get out of bed every day and you just grab your Bible. The point is, is that when our hearts are towards heaven and we are allowing the Holy Spirit to produce fruit in our lives, it changes something in us. And we start longing for things 
that are greater than the things that can be fulfilled by earthly desires. We start hungry. There's a hunger that's created in us that doesn't exist before that. That's what this is talking about. It says the mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. It's simple. It's talking about this. I'm trying to give you more information about the. And I know you're going, well, when are you going to talk about the fake fruit? Well, look, I mean, how can we talk about the fake fruit before we talk about the spirit life that produces the real fruit? Okay, this is the spirit life up here. And Paul is saying, if you're, if you're not careful, you'll live on this realm down here where everything is what you touch and everything is what you can see and everything is what you feel. And you'll forget about the Holy Spirit that has called us to live a different kind of life. It says the mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. It won't. You ever had a conversation with somebody about the Lord and they just won't have any of it? Well, that's because their mind is being governed by the flesh. You cannot have a spiritual conversation with somebody that will not go there. Unless the Holy Spirit is allowing them, they just won't do it. We can't do it. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. It says, you, however, are not in the realm of the flesh because you are in the realm of the Spirit. Somebody say, I'm in the realm of the Spirit. Amen. I love that today. I'm in the realm of the Spirit. It says, but if Christ is in you, then even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the Spirit gives life because of righteousness. And if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his Spirit who lives in you. Verse 13 says, if you live according to the flesh, you'll die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. Somebody say, I'm a child of God. So I, I get a couple things from this passage in Romans 8. Romans 8 is just, the whole chapter is so ridiculous, amazing, packed with information. But I see Three key things here that living that spirit life that Paul is referring to in Galatians 5, living that spirit kind of life, I see three things that happens. I see number one, a changed lifestyle. Excuse me, number one, excuse me, not, not a changed lifestyle is number one. Number one is a changed narrative. Number two is a changed lifestyle. And number three is a changed community. And that, the reason that's so important, the number one is a changed narrative, is that it starts right here. Because the narrative of our life dictates the path of our life. How we remember what has happened and what we perceive is going to happen through the way we think ends up influencing our whole history, which ends up influencing our whole destiny. So... A changed narrative, we see this in verse 6 where it says, The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. Somebody say, I need God to change my mind. I need him to change my mind. So what am I talking about here? If we're ever going to live this spirit life up here, we got to have a changed narrative. Guys, if you think the same, you will be the same. If, I'm, 
If you think the same, you will be the same. I'm trying to tell you, stop doing things that don't work. Why are you doing things consistently that don't work? Because you're not changing the way you think about your life. The Holy Spirit wants to take a hold of your brain. He wants to work the stupid right out of you. How do we do that? With a renewed mind. All of us have a propensity for stupid. What is stupid? Doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. God wants to work the stupid right out of you. And he'll do it if you let him with a changed narrative. The second thing I see here is a changed lifestyle. It says, therefore, brothers and sisters, we have an obligation, but it's not to the flesh to live according to it. Because if you live according to the flesh, you'll die. But if by the spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. So a changed narrative, which affects a changed lifestyle. You quit settling for all this garbage down here that's fake. That what it does is it satisfies you temporarily and it creates an appearance that you've got it all together. Uh Uh-oh. Got to be careful. But the spirit life offers a changed narrative, a changed lifestyle, because the changed narrative affects the way you live. You stop doing the things that you used to do and settling for the things that you used to settle for. And then finally, a changed community. It says, for those who are led by the spirit of God are the children of God. The spirit you've received doesn't make you slaves so that you live in fear. Rather, the spirit you receive brought about your adoption to sonship. And by him, we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. What does it do? When we start living that spirit life, it not only changes our narrative, it not only changes our lifestyle, it changes our sense of community. We, we become united related by the spirit of God to brothers and sisters in Christ. That is powerful. Now, this is not very popular, what I'm about to say, but people are like, we are all brothers and sisters in the world. That's really not a biblical view. It's not to say that we are all brothers and sisters. And what I mean by that is that the Bible teaches about the neighborhood of humanity. We have a neighborhood. We're taught to love our neighbor as ourselves. But in terms of adoption, in terms of being a part of the family of God, that is for those who have been redeemed in Christ. We have brotherhood and sisterhood in Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit. So that's why church is important to us. That's why Christian community is important to us because we have a changed narrative, got to change lifestyle, and we've got to change community. It doesn't mean we quit loving our neighbor. It doesn't mean that we don't treat our neighbors. I mean, the Bible says treat your neighbor as good as yourself. So there's no lower standard just because someone is not your brother or sister in Christ. It's actually a higher standard than even yourself. But what it's saying is that we view the world differently. Stop doing things that don't work. So here, what, what, is, what is the answer? What's the answer for all this? Okay, so I'd like to point this out right here. Here's the answer. Live a spirit life. That's it. Live a spirit life. Quit living. Come on, somebody say live a spirit life. Quit living. Oh, how do I say this right here? Vida. Vive. Una vida 
Vida de Espíritu. I don't know, how do you say it? Live, vive, una vida espiritual. Mm-hmm. Sí. Come on, get it. Live a spirit life. Live a spirit life. That's the answer, y'all. Live a spirit life. Walk in the light. Ephesians 5, 8 to 12 says you were once in darkness, but you were light in the Lord. Live as children of light for the fruit of the light. The what? The fruit of what? The what of the light? The fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness. Woo! But rather expose them. Hey, whatever is in your life that's fruitless, expose it. Just call it out. Let God's light be shined on it. Man, you cuss. You cuss every time you get mad. Expose it. Just say to God, I'm so sick of this garbage. The Bible says I'm not supposed to give an account of every idle word that I've spoken. I'm saying things and not even thinking about what they are. I could be giving God praise with those words. You say, are you trying to say I'm going to hell? Because I Just be quiet and rewind it. Rewind and go watch it again. It says to expose and have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness. Whatever it is in your life. That is fruitless, that does not bring about spiritual fruit in your life. Expose it and get it out of your life. Replace it with something real. Replace it with something that has value. Replace it with something that when you take a bite out of it, it's not going to leave a wax impression that it's actually going to taste good when you eat it. Why? Because it's real. Live as children of the light. Let the Holy Spirit be the nourishment of your life. Stop producing fake fruit. What it, stop telling people that the owl turned its head around. It's fake. He turned his head around. He turned his head around. I can never get it. He just crushed me on that. Now, do we, have, do we have a remote camera? We got a remote camera? Can we, can we bring it up here? Let's, let's get it going here because I, I, I only got a few minutes left and we got to find out what's going on on this stage. So if you see on this stage right here, got two bowls of fruit. Now, my two bowls of fruit that are on the stage are very appetizing because I'm hungry. It's early in the morning right here and I'm hungry. And we got two different bowls of fruit, but one bowl is filled with real fruit. One bowl is full of fake fruit. Now, I'm going to do an experiment, a live experiment. I'm doing it right now. Hold on. I haven't seen these yet. The staff put this together for me. I can barely tell. I can barely tell. Is, is, are, you come, are you bringing it up here? I, I want to get close. I want to bring that camera close. So, so can't, I want to see what they're seeing up there. So let's switch to that camera. Show me that. For, okay, here we go. Come around so we can see. All right, there we go. What we got here? Two bowls of fruit. Hmm. Hmm, Marty. Marty is salivating over there. 
she's, she's over there. She's going, man, she just wants to take a bite of one of these. Okay, what we got here? Should I go for it? Mm, I don't know. That might be the Mahdi one. Hold on. Let me see. What do we got here? Okay, I don't know. One's shiny. This one's shiny. That's not as shiny. Which one is which? Now, see, the problem with fake fruit is even when you're up close, you can't really tell sometimes. See, I'm right up there by it. And unless I really touch it, it's hard to tell. And Galatians 5.19 says it's obvious what kind of life develops out of truth. By the way, this bow right here is fake. It's fake. Come on back over here, Omar. Let's film it again. It's fake. I'm going to hold this in my hand. Just film now while I read this. It's obvious what this kind of life develops out of trying to get your own way all the time. Repetitive. Loveless. Cheap sex. A stinking accumulation of mental and emotional garbage. That's what this is. Ah, Mari. Oh, my gosh. It's worse than I imagined. I tried to eat it. Look, you got a banana here. You got an orange here. Looks pretty real. You got a lemon here. You got kiwi up in here. It's all fake. It's all fake. And that's what this is talking about. It says frenzied and joyless grabs for happiness. Fake. Trinket gods, magic show religion, paranoid loneliness, cutthroat competition, all-consuming yet never satisfied wants, a brutal temper. And it's always for some holy just reason. You're always outraged at some injustice. An impotence to love or to be loved, divided homes, divided lives, small-minded, lopsided pursuits, the vicious habit of depersonalizing everyone into a rival, uncontrolled and uncontrollable addictions, ugly parodies of community. That one is huge right there. See, and, and as we kind of close this idea today about the fake versus the real, what I want to tell you is that the fruit of the Spirit is something that happens not because we sit there and go, grow an apple, grow an apple. You don't will yourself into growing an apple. You grow an apple because you're an apple tree that's alive. Why does a tree produce fruit? It can't help it. It's alive. And Jesus said a good tree will produce good fruit. A bad tree will produce bad fruit. And it said, a tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown in the fire. You will know a tree by its fruit. What kind of fruit are you producing in your life? Because I want to tell you, we're really good sometimes at pretending we're good at pretending that everything is okay. We do it with our profile pictures. We do it uh, with our posts, how great life is. You ever seen these pictures of people taking their photograph in front of these places that they're pretending there's someone else? I mean, this happens all the time. We do it and we don't even think about it. 
putting up these fronts, this fake fruit, that life is okay, but we're not producing the kind of fruit that is enriching to us and others. Come alive to the Spirit today. Come alive to the Spirit today. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, meekness, temperance. These are all the evidences that the Holy Spirit is living in your life. You know what's beautiful about these, this fruit? And I want to say fruit because it's not fruits. It says the fruit of the Spirit. That's a singular thing. It means there's different manifestations of it, but you're supposed to be producing all of them. That's why at col.tv slash quiz, you can take our Fruit of the Spirit quiz, and it can kind of show you the ones that maybe are more natural for you temperamentally. I think that quiz can help you understand there are some things, maybe you're just a joyful person, even without God in your life, you're just joyful. Well, it helps you kind of rank and see the ones that maybe you need some more work in because the fruit that's produced in our life is, remember, it's supposed to be grown symmetrically. We're supposed to be constantly growing in love, joy, peace, not just one or the other. So today, stop settling for fake fruit in your life. And realize today that a spirit life is a changed narrative. A spirit life is a changed lifestyle. A spirit life is a changed community. It's a different way of living. Stop doing things that don't work. Stop settling for the fake. Stop telling people that the owl turned around and looked at you. Stop biting in to the fake fruit. And you know what? Take a bite of the spirit life. Because the Bible, oh, that's so good. The Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. What do we want to happen? We want everyone that's around us, not just to see the love that's in our life, but to get close to and go, wait a minute, something's funky about that. We want the people that are around us to not just see the peace that's in our life, but we want them to taste and see. <laughs> that the Lord, taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, he's so good today. I want people in my life to experience God in such a way that if they hear someone say, God is not real, you know, you know what our desire should be? It should be that people that know us go, that can't be true. Because I know Jeff. And I know that the love, the joy, the peace that is in his life could only come from God. I've experienced it. I've seen it. Stop saying God is not real. Because I've tasted the fruit. I have seen it and tasted it. And you know what? It's good. Come on, that's the life that we're called to live. I encourage you today, continue to cultivate that spirit life. And I promise you we're going to get into the individual fruit of the spirit. I'm not trying to pull a bait and switch on you. I just feel like it's just too good, too much stuff to just go right in 
And to not have these conversations about what the spirit life actually looks like, promise you next week, we're gonna get into the real thing. We're gonna break down love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, meekness, faithfulness, temperance, all that, we're gonna get into them. But today, say this out loud, say, I will live the spirit life. Come on, say, I will not settle for that lower level living any longer. Come on, say, I'm, somebody say, I'm hungry. Somebody say, I want the real thing. Somebody say, no more fake fruit. Somebody say, stop being Mahdi. No, I'm joking, I'm joking, Mahdi. I don't know where Mahdi is. Stop biting fake fruit. And let's offer the real thing, amen? Come on, if you're watching here today and you don't know Jesus, or maybe you are and you just need prayer today, I wanna pray with you right now and offer you an opportunity to get your life in right standing with God. The Bible says, whosoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. That is, that is an unbelievable, that, I mean, sometimes I'll say that that is the most inclusive, exclusive invitation imaginable. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord, it's to anyone that will, but it's, ex it's exclusive in that you have to call on the name of the Lord. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. You can't live this spirit life that I'm talking about living if you don't know Jesus. Jesus is the connection to God. The Bible says that God is a spirit. He's invisible, nobody's ever seen him. But Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Jesus is our connection to God because he is God. And he promised us, you will receive power. Jesus said this, you will receive power after the Holy Ghost comes upon you. So Jesus points to God and Jesus, when he ascended to heaven, left us the person of the Holy Spirit. He said, he that believeth in me, as the scriptures has said, out of his belly will flow rivers of living water. It said this, he was speaking of the Holy Spirit, which had yet to be given. Jesus kept pointing to the spirit life, to all these incredible things that'll happen when you live by the spirit. But you can't have this life without Jesus. So if you're watching here today and you need Jesus in your life, it says, whosoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved and you need to be saved. What do I do? Call on the name of the Lord. I wanna give you that opportunity right now. In our forums at cityoflife.live, at our Facebook, YouTube, all the forums, we have an opportunity there for someone to say, I need to call and just type this. I need to call on the name of Jesus. That's what I'm gonna ask you to type today. I need to call on the name of Jesus. If there's a button that says raise hand, click that button. If, if you need to comment and type, just type it out. I need to call on the name of Jesus. I need to call on the name of Jesus. And I'm gonna pray with you right now. And I believe that when you put your faith in Jesus, that you will be saved. So whoever that is, lift your hand right now or type it right now. I need to call on the name of Jesus. And for whoever did that, I'm gonna ask you right now to pray this prayer with me out loud. Say, I ask you, Lord Jesus, to forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart. I don't wanna live the way I have lived 
before knowing you. I believe you died for me and rose again so I could have eternal life. Teach me, Lord, to live the spirit life. Teach me, Lord, to expose the fruitless life that produces nothing for your kingdom and to trust in you with every decision I make. I receive your peace. I receive your hope. I receive your salvation today. In Jesus' name, amen. Somebody give God a great praise today. Come on, so many people have put their faith in Jesus and we celebrate that today. Woo! Come on, you live that real life this week, that spirit life in Jesus' name. This concludes the teaching. If you'd like to support what God is doing here at City of Life, click on the Give button at www.col.tv or text a dollar amount to the number 855-997-6900. We hope you'll join us again.